Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the opportunity to easily bring a screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Michael Pree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? Well, this is episode 119 of Screwball, and of course, as you probably guessed, this episode will be very trade deadline-centric, as this episode will go live uh, after the trade deadline ends, and there will be tons and tons of deals to talk about. We already have, as a recording this, we have deals that are coming through, that have just come through, we're still reacting to. Um, we're going to offer some predictions on who's left. So just trade deadline central podcast this week. Next week will be more of a, an analysis on where after the dust settles, where everything lands. So as we're recording this recording on Monday, August 1st. So we still have time to see a lot of big trades. So we, you know, we, we have some, but you know, there, there's only so much we can go into without, uh, you know, seeing too far into the future. You know, we're not yeah, mind readers. So being here for four hours. Yeah. So, so before we get into all that though, let's start how we usually do with the news pieces. There's only some small pieces of news. So over the weekend on Saturday afternoon in an eight to two victory against the Kansas city Royals, Aaron judge hit his 42nd home run of the season, which was the 12th home run in his last 14 games. Uh, and it was also coincidentally the 200th, career home run for judge, which makes him the second fastest player to ever reach 200 home runs, which was only 13 games behind Ryan Howard, who owns the record for fastest 200. Yeah. So, you know, these guys, uh, both him and Ryan Howard, obviously prolific power hitters judge yeah. judge on the little bit of a, the older side, I guess for, yeah. for where he's at. And that's the thing to note with those. I'm not a huge fan with that one mm. because of the games, you know, you like to see more of the youngest, right? And you go, oh, maybe you can go over long, long ways. I don't know how much long, you know, judge can go six, 700 home runs, but it's still cool to see how fast he did it. It's just, it's not quite the same when you see that youngest home run. You go, right. This guy's got a chance to six, 700 home runs. Exactly. Judge, I don't know if he's got a chance at even 500. At this point, probably, I, I don't know. 400 something. He had to have something. some really good years for quite some time to get 500. Right. Four something. Definitely get to the four, you know, 450s if he's, he stays relatively healthy. 500's yeah. tough though. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of good home run years. So, um, but obviously worth noting because you know he his rookie season was in 2017. He broke the, at the time the rookie home run record, and just you know getting 200 is a good milestone in itself. You, you played to hit 200 home runs in the major leagues, no easy feat. So uh, Two worth more mentioning. Years like he's doing this year, he might be able to get to 500 or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you never know if, if he has seasons like this, he could break the record at this point. So, um, but yeah, definitely uh, worth mentioning with Judge. Uh, and the other, the only other piece of news I have here is that the San Diego Padres and the all-star right-hander Joe Musgrove agreed to a five-year contract extension worth $100 million. And there's another home run. <laughs> Judge just did another home run as we're sitting here, so add to that total. One off the wall, one over the fence. Um, Jesus. Uh, so he's got 43 now, and that's what, 201? <laughs> so on the way. Second fastest is 201, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think so. Be close. <laughs> um, so anyway, so back to Joe Musgrove. So he agreed to a five-year deal with the San Diego Padres worth $100 million. He was originally um, scheduled to become a free agent this offseason, so they secured him. 
And on top of throwing the first no-hitter in Padres history, Musgrove has been pretty pretty damn good for the Padres thus far. Probably their best pitcher all in all over a two-year span. He's consistent, yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, just as a, an added, um, you know, that just kind of came through, I think, five minutes before we sat down to really talk about the episode, um, Austin Riley for the Braves signed a $212 million 10, 10-year deal. So <laughs> Well-deserved, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if anyone's ever worth that much money, but... Jesus, that guy's got 30-something home runs this year. No one says a word about him. Last year, <laughs> second half of the year, the Braves went nuts in the World Series. Like, no one talks about Austin Riley. He is one of the, the superstars and, I don't know, perennial MVP? Yeah, I mean, at this point, dude has just been on fire. In the National League, I'm not sure who you could say has been better than him. Yeah, really. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really have much other than the trade deadline other than do we have a home run chase with the guy who just hit his 43rd home run as we're on, the, on here talking. <laughs> Judge, do we have a chase... Um, AL record, I think, yeah. I think that Chase is, you know, he's running that down. Yeah, he's right? only, now he's going to be 18 behind to tie. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, he's got that one coming up, you know, quick in, his, in, the, in the rear view mirror for, for Maris. Yeah. yeah the all-time one with, uh, you know, Bonds and what he did. Still 30 away, unbelievably. Yeah, I'm not quite <laughs> sure. He's, he's 30 away from tying it. He's 31 yeah. away from breaking it. So he's have to stay on this, what, that's his 10th home run in 11 games. He's have to stay on that pace almost, which I just don't think is humanly possible. Well, we've seen Bonds do it, but. Well, yeah, but I mean, Jesus Christ, look at the size of him. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, Judge is a big dude, but yeah, look, you know what I mean. Look, he did it, yeah. This was just natural being 6'7". You know, yeah. I was not everything but natural to get there, but. Um, <laughs> Still incredible, but do we have a chase? We have an AL chase. Do we have a 73, 74 home run chase? It won't be something to talk about. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the records of um, Sosa and Maguire. They, they were in the mid-60s. That's certainly within reach, I think, Maguire at this point. 70. Oh, yeah, he did hit 70. What was that? That wasn't the 98 season, though. It was, yeah, it uh, was 98. Did he get to 70 in the 98 season? Jesus Christ. I think he get three home runs or two home runs in the last day to get to 70 or some crap. All right, never mind then. I'm pretty sure he hit 70. But yeah, do we have a chase like that? Yeah, I think we have a shot. 61? Yeah, we definitely have a chase. Yeah, absolutely. So, other than that, we just have the the deadline, which we have many of players. Um, I know Mike has some more details on some of these trades. Spit a couple out. We've seen Hader, Josh Hader, believe it or not, yeah. from the Brewers to the, for the Padres. Just today, yeah. Um, and Rogers, Taylor Rogers. Or was it Taylor Rogers? Tyler Rogers. Taylor. I Taylor. Believe, yeah. So, let's just say Hader to, to the Padres. It's Rogers to the Brewers as well. Mm-hmm. The two closers who were leading the league in saves switched teams and prospects involved there. Luis Castillo traded yep. from the Reds to, to the Mariners in a relatively early hot stove trade deadline deal. I thought the Mariners, <laughs> I thought that was quite a bit big haul. I mean, you have it here. Uh, you want to go into it real quick. So, yeah, the Mariners trade, I, I don't I, I don't know how to feel about that trade. I don't, I don't really love that for the Mariners. Um, so Luis Castillo ended up going to the Reds on Friday, which was kind of the really from the, from the Reds or from the Reds, excuse me. Yeah, and it was kind of really the first major move. I know we talked last week about Daniel Vogelback, kind of that trade signifying the the st- official start of the trade deadline almost, but this was really the first major move. So the Mariners sent over four prospects to Cincinnati: shortstops Noelle Noelvi Marte and Edwin Arroyo. And right-hander Levy Stout and Andrew Moore. So, um, Noel V. Marte. He's, what, 18 on the all-time MLB, oh, not the all-time, the MLB prospect list. Yeah. He's 18th, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, something like that. He's, and the other guy was, I think, 80th. On yeah. the top one. 
And then the other guy was like right outside the hundred. Mm, they were some of their top prospects. Yeah. Top Mariner know, prospects. Like, the, Mar- the Mariners, they need to win. They need to get the playoffs. They need to get that. They needed some pitching. They needed, uh, they have a deep farm system, but boy, oh boy, does this have not quite. Cause you know, the pirates and Rays with Archer, I just don't think he was really that good of a pitcher to be doing that. But boy, that has it written all over it. Yeah. It, it sure written does. All over it. Yeah, but Castillo is it was a be, is a better pitcher than Archer was at the time, so it's not going to be complete. But boy, that could be real bad. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely, that one was tough. Hater, you got the details for that one too, right? Uh, yeah, Josh Hader, uh, which was, I would definitely say because, you know, Luis Castillo being traded, rumored. Uh, we'll get into a trade in a second that was rumored as well. But Josh Hader's trade. So it took me by surprise. Them, uh, you know, more pie in the sky. Yeah, you know, like, like ooh, could we see it? We, we could see it. We could see it. You know, we could see Mike Trout traded for a bag of chips, but you know, yeah. we don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, know? right, right. And especially a Brewers team that's pretty much in the hunt. In the division. You know, so I'm just not understanding. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. So anyway, so the Padres uh, acquired Josh Hader from the Brewers for Taylor Rogers, Denison Lamet, um, Robert Gasser, and. Uh, Asuri Ruiz. So Robert Gasser being a pitcher and Asuri Ruiz being an outfielder. Do you have two MLB ready guys? Taylor Rogers, obviously being one of the top relievers throughout the year and Lamette, you know, for the Padres, uh, kind of having up and ups and downs, you know, so you get two MLB ready guys there. And then Robert Gasser and Asuri, uh, Ruiz kind of take a chance on there. Obviously prospects, you're always taking a chance. I don't know really how to feel about the trade yet. I don't think it makes much sense for the Brewers unless, you know, unless Rodgers and Lamette really command some, some innings and, and some ERA. and Yeah, I, I don't mind the trade for the Brewers to try to strengthen the farm system. That's mm-hmm. been bad. And you get a closer who statistically this year has been pretty similar to Hader. Mm-hmm. I know Hader had an unbelievable start, but let's get right down to it. His ERA is like 4.7 mm-hmm. on the year after this bad start or bad go of it. For the Padres, it makes sense. Hater, when when red hot, he's you know game changing, series changing, weeks changing, World Series winning pitcher out of the bullpen when he's going good. Problem is right now he's not. You did have to give up prospects to get him. For the Brewers, I think you lose out a little bit reliever wise. Rogers isn't Hater when he's going good. Mm. When they're both going good, Rogers is two ERA. Hater's gonna be zero. Mm. Yeah, literally. But you get prospects, so it's not the worst thing. I just thought that it's just. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. It it's took me by surprise. They're weird. Yeah, I, I mean... Um, I think if you're the Cardinals and you're a Cardinals fan, you just said yes. Yeah. You just said yes because the Brewers, I think, got a little bit weaker. And the Padres, sure, they might have got better and you are technically chasing the Padres. But they also lost some prospects. I don't know how much of a gain it is unless Hayter gets back to... Which is not, I'm not saying he can't, so he definitely can. So if he gets going how he was, obviously, right. this could be changing. But it's almost a move that doesn't really hurt your chances if you're outside the playoffs mm-hmm. as of right yet, but also hurts the chances you just lost two prospects, the Padre, the team chasing, Soto, the guy that the Cardinals are going out after. Right, right. So I, I think if you're the Cardinals or a Cardinals fan, you go, all right, you know, I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially it's... for the division, you don't have to worry about the wild card. Yeah. For sure for the division. Definitely. And for the next year, you don't have to worry about seeing Hayter in your division every, you know, once every, you know, 20, 20 games a year. <laughs> yeah, because he's, uh, he's locked down. Uh, other than the, the month he's had, which he had like a 13 ERA in just a month or That's something bad. like that. 
he's locked down. He's probably overall, all in all, a, a, over a four-year, three, four-year span. He's probably the best closer in baseball, really. So he's got the uh, young Kimbrel, young Papelbon, yeah, kind of feel where it's like this guy comes in. All right, here, yeah, here's the here's the game. Yeah, or the Royals bullpen, you know. The end there way to Greg Holland in the World Series. I was like, oh, this is battle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he comes in. It's like, no, oh, it's you know, we, we don't like we don't like off. our. We might scratch one run off him, but if we're losing by two, we ain't gonna get two. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough, tough, uh, tough finish for us. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, overall weird trade. I didn't expect it at all, and uh, I, I don't. I guess you know the rest of the season we'll have to play out to see how that shakes out. But I just don't love that for the Brewers right now. Um, yeah. Who knows? Maybe it was a genius move. Maybe Hater is absolutely not himself for the, for the rest of the year and next year. And it works out, but you know, I think at some point he finds it. Or the prospects become really good. So that's what you're, but the Brewers, they gain depth in their prospect pool, which is good. Which I guess, you know, I guess in both, you know, the Padres are really going for it and have to compete with the Dodgers and have to win a while. You know, if they don't get there, they have to compete for a wild card. Yeah. So they um, are staying in it. Yeah. They're not not getting rid of it. Like, so it's not a bad move. It's just like, it's like, okay, what did you do? What did you gain? And what did you gain? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's more of it. Doesn't I wouldn't say a wash, but it it, it can per, be perceived it doesn't that way. Show the successful rate or the success rate in the trade up front, mm. which is kind of what you want to see. Oh, we won this trade, we lost this trade. Or why did we do this trade? You don't see it yet, right? So that's what kind of makes your question. It's like, oh, we don't we don't might not know this to the end of the year or even next year. It's like oh, I don't know if this worked or not, right? So, yeah, uh, so that's that's one of the big ones that happened today. Some other moves we've seen. We did see Andrew Benatendi to the Yankees. I know that was I think a three player or four player deal. Players were a little bit smaller back end prospects, so we don't really have to get too too much into what the Royals got. Royals got pretty decent, you know, Hall form, for yeah. free agent debate. Just wasn't the top prospect guys, so you know, nothing too crazy. Yeah. But we also seen the Yankees get uh, Scott Efros from the Cubs, who I believe has like six years of control and has been like a two five two six ERA over the last couple of years. Yeah, and they have him till like they have him till like twenty twenty seven. Yeah. And he has a. A two point five ERA this year and and uh, two point six over the last two or three two yeah. and a half years. So that's so not a bad move under the radar move. Mm-hmm. But kind of like Yankees, a Clay Holmes. <laughs> yeah, exactly what they, they contributed. But you know his stats are just showing a little bit better than Holmes was with Pittsburgh. But yeah. still, his other stats are pretty you know similar. But we also seen the Yankees go for Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino, which is I would say the third. The big trade, right? The, th- the yeah. third run out of the, out of the big players moved, um, and you have some of the details on that. Yeah, so the the Yankees acquired Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino from the Athletics, so they got a starter and a reliever. And in exchange, the A's got uh, J.P. Sears, uh, Ken Waldachuk, and Luis Medina, as well as second baseman Cooper Bowman. Uh, J.P. Sears, Ken Waldachuk, and Luis Medina – all being relievers slash starters. Uh, J.P. Sears, we saw pitch this year up at the majors. He started some games. And second baseman, Cooper Bowman being the lowest prospect out of these guys. I believe Ken Waldachuk being the highest at the Yankees' five prospect. J.P. Sears, Sears, I think, was their 20th. And Luis Medina hung around around the top 10 or top 12 or something to that regard. Um, So, you know, the, the A's getting young pitchers in exchange for their pitchers. So it makes sense there. And the Yankees getting really, uh, you know, in their rotation, a two guy as well as some bullpen depth. Uh, and I believe that Montas has control until the end of next year. Yeah. He's a, he's um, a year and a half. Yes. So you get him. He's not just a rental for this year. You also get him in your rotation for next year. Yeah. Lou Trevino, I'm not so sure, but either way you have until the end of the year, a uh, pretty good reliever who, um, 
at times could be really good, and at times he could be pathetic. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you throw him in there to add the bullpen depth on top of the other bullpen arm you got, you know, I think just makes sense. Yeah. So, I think good trade for both teams. I think this is actually a fairly even, yeah. even I, square I trade. I think the A's got four players. The more players you get, the better chance it works out. Yeah. They got some higher prospects. The Yankees had a deep prospect form. So, getting guys on their top 30 is, is, could be... You know, if you're 10th on the Yankees, you could be 7th or 8th on a different team. Right. So that's good. So I think the A's did pretty good. The Yankees, obviously, it's a great trade for them. They're getting a guy who everyone thought they were going to get and a guy they needed. So I think that makes sense. Perfect for them. And again, for the A's, I thought it made sense. We got good value. And I think it ended up working out, holding on to him. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until the season started. So they got good value. So I think that's a pretty good trade. Um, Otherwise, we haven't seen too many big trades yet. You know, no, seen, nothing, no Juan Sotos. Yeah, we've seen some smaller trades yet, but we have everything on the on the verge of going absolutely bonkers here. We have Otani still possibly getting traded. The word is he's not going to get moved, but again, he's Offers still were made. on the block, so you never know. Soto, Padres, Dodgers, Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. Yankees yep. outside looking in. That's like your four teams, but you really it's down to three. Padres, Cardinals, Dodgers. I think the Cardinals, Padres are the two teams. I think the Cardinals are the favorites still. I think it makes a lot of sense for them, and they have just so much MLB right now ready prospects playing that can get traded to the Nationals. Yep. Carlos Rodon was made available. He's the best left-handed pitcher on the market, mm-hmm. and he's the only power left-handed pitcher. We've seen how dominant he could be. Yeah. Can he go somewhere? So we're going to be on the look. That's going to be a big move. Could that be to the Cardinals? Can that be to Philly? Can that be to the Dodgers? I doubt it would be the Giants to the Dodgers, but... Could that, you know, we're, that's big moves. That's a big, that's a big guy. That could be a big Cardinal move. Yeah, that could um, be, yeah. And anybody, any team yeah. gets him, but that's a big move to the White Sox swinging back and get him. You know, yeah. who knows? Um, Jack Peterson, just part of the Giants, you know, we could see him go to the, the Braves again. That's pretty <laughs> much what happens, right? Yeah. Uh, the Red Sox, we've seen Vasquez possibly being moved, right? That's it's almost, but almost. All but confirmed, yeah. He's going to the Astros. Yep. Just switching dugouts because they're playing each other. That's a relatively big move. We got J.D. Martinez. They said all but he's going to get traded somewhere. He's, he's on the block. All but traded, but we just don't know where. Bogarts was told he's not getting traded, but I still think Bogarts gets traded. It's up to him, I think. If he wants to stay at the Red Sox the rest of this year, he stays. If he doesn't, he's gone. Right. We see uh, Pablo Lopez getting talked about. Yeah. That's a big trade piece for the Marlins. Uh, Nelson Cruz, Josh Bell, also with the, with, from the Nationals, and they get moved. Mm. Uh, the Cardinals, where are they at? If they don't get Soto, I think they make a flurry of moves, three or four moves to get some pitching, maybe a bat. They get Soto, maybe they just get a pitcher. Right. Dodgers, they're ready to explode somewhere. They're going to go get anybody they want because they got the money. They, they could do whatever they want, the prospects, really. Prospects got the money, they don't care. So they're ready to make a big move. Um, Sean Murphy could get traded. He's, I think, a four years of control as a catcher. I know Cleveland was talking to him. Yeah. That's a guy that, you know, maybe the Dodgers swing after. Well, not the Dodgers, they got Will Smith, but maybe a team needs a catcher, swing after him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those teams out there, Cleveland. Maybe for the long haul, not mm-hmm. a bad idea. But there's teams out there that can make a swing for him right now. So we'll see there. Joey Gallo's obviously going to get moved. Um, he's getting traded at some point. He's you know useless for the Yankees, but a team could take him who needs some hitting, raise or something like that, and maybe he snaps out of it a little bit, so it's hitting home runs and it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Orioles, where do they stand? We've seen Trey Mancini get traded to the Astros. Do we see Jorge Lopez get traded? Does he get traded to a team like the Cardinals who needs relief help? Does he get traded to a team like the Dodgers? The yeah. Orioles kind of holding the keys here to some other pieces. Do they trade Mullins? I don't think so, but do they do it? You know, there's there's some pieces sitting there, right? Yeah, definitely. White Sox, what do they do? Mm-hmm. I think they don't they don't get rid of people. Maybe 
if they're free agent after the year, maybe you can see him moved. Otherwise, White Sox are going to be adding. Brandon Drury, a big piece for the Reds. They mm-hmm. already said it. Either trade him or sign him to extension. So that's where we're at with that. He's a big piece that get moved. I think the Mariners were interested. I think the Astros were interested. I think the Braves were interested. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the Dodgers are interested in everybody. I'm sure they're interested in him. We also have uh, Dave Peralta did get moved to the Rays. Into the Rays, So yeah. we just have a lot of things going on right now. And I mean, these are some big names. Rodon, whatever the Red Sox want to trade. Mm-hmm. Pablo Lopez. I mean, Nelson Cruz in the past, not quite the same. Josh Bell this year. Yeah. One of the best hitters. I think he's like fourth in the league and fourth in the National League in average. As a switch hitter, too. As a switch hitter with power, and he can play a little outfield. Mm-hmm. Soto, obviously. Otani, obviously. Whatever the Cardinals want to do. Whatever the Dodgers want to do. Sean Murphy, just because he's a good catcher and his length of control. Mm-hmm. Orioles have some good pieces. The White Sox could throw a wrench in everything if they start trading some guys away. I just don't see it happening, but there's just so much that can go on here, and we have little, little answers. We have the Yankees kind of all but done at this point, I think. Right. Well, something falls in their hands. I think the Mariners are looking for a bat, but I think a lot of their moves are done. They could don't tell me, don't get me wrong. I think the Mariners could swing something with their GM, but they're all but done, right? Well, something crazy happens. Right. Padres can go nuts, right? I think the Brewers aren't going to do too much. I think the Angels are not going to blow that up over there. So we're just on the verge. I even know the deadline's tomorrow, and this episode will be up by the time the deadline, and this whole episode will be almost outdated. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, we're just on the verge of, of nuts. And it really, a, lot, a couple of pieces have been falling, but once Soto falls, it goes somewhere or doesn't go somewhere. The deadline, that's when all these moves, the, gut, the floodgates open and the, and the moves go. Right. Well, I, I do have some live trades that, uh, just some smaller trades that are happening. You know, we, I, I don't know if you mentioned it, you know, the Christian Vasquez trade, I, I know you mentioned. Yeah, um, mentioned. But there is, uh, the White Sox acquired... Lefty Jake Diekman from Boston in exchange for catcher Reese McGuire and a player to be named later. So Red Sox essentially get a catcher back. We give up Jake Diekman, who's actually been, I think, one of their better relievers. Over the years, um, he's been good. Yeah. The Royals are getting Luke Weaver from Arizona. I thought you were good. Luke Weaver's got some talent. Yeah. Uh, and there was one more here. We had seen Tommy Pham, I think, going to the Red Sox. And Tommy Pham to the Red Sox is the other one that I had. Yep. So... I just checked my phone real quick just to see if there were live trades. Some smaller ones yeah. um, that make little differences, but I think that the White Sox definitely benefit from an added bullpen arm with, yeah. with Jake Diekman. I think that could be a, a, a nice move. Ever since Aaron Bummer went out, they've kind of been hurting there. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's there's pieces. Does Brian Reynolds get moved? It's all but said that he's probably not going to get moved, but yeah. that doesn't mean he doesn't get moved. Yeah, That's it's going to be hard to move him. superstar pieces that can get moved. Oh, yeah. The Mets are still hanging around to make that big move, even though they've traded for just a bunch of low – Vogel back, Tyler Naquin, like, what are you doing? Everyone thinks he's a, you know, these are small moves. They're going to make a big move at some point? I don't know mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, Syndergaard can get moved. That's yeah, Syndergaard's a, move. a name, yeah. You know, we're just sitting on, on the cusp of of absolute, you know, bonkers. Yeah. Cle- what does Cleveland do? Did I, did I get rid of Plezak? You know, and then there's there's some outlier moves, like we've seen with Otani, right? We already, But that's not, you know, it's talked about. Does, did the Twins really trade Correa? Could that possibly be because he's not, not going to be there long? No, he's only he only signed what like a three year deal or something, yeah. or three, two year and an opt out or something. Yeah, or... Bogarts get traded. These are guys that are like very like odds are they don't get it doesn't happen, but doesn't mean someone doesn't come swinging in and say, hey, what about this? And they're like, sure, we're in. Yeah, right, right. So we're just it's exciting. Um, so far, I think Hater Brewers. I don't think anyone win, really wins that. I think that we're kind of on the same page there. Mm. I thought the Yankees had a good deadline so far. The Yankees are. You know, they won. They're part of their deadline so far. Yeah. I think 
the Mariners, I think, got better. I just don't think they won with mm-hmm. as much as they gave up. Uh, and that's pretty much it where we're on the big deals. Yeah. Red Sox are doing about what we thought they're selling. Um, they are in last. Yeah. Um, so that's on good for them. Yep. They're doing their thing. I think everything else is kind of just not ready yet. You know, I think the Rays did a good move at Peralta. But yeah, they always them. make some smart moves, you know. So I just don't think we we have seen enough where we could talk into it more. But I think out of the deals we've seen so far, I think we have Yankees won. I think Brewers... Padres are split right now, mm-hmm. and I think the Mariners sure it helped. I just don't know if it wins, especially in the Valley Marte, Marte and some of these other guys really turn out how they could be. Right. Would you say that about any prospect trade, but it just seems like it's got that Pirates, Chris Archer, you know, class now. It's got that Austin Meadows. It was all part of that trade. It just feels like it's got that written all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So, but once that Soto domino falls, the market explodes. Mm-hmm. For sure. To, whoever loses that. Goes makes a flurry of moves, especially the Cardinals. Mm. They lose that, they make a flurry of moves. The Padres win that. If the Padres win, then what do they do from there on? The Cardinals make a flurry of moves. If the Dodgers win, those two teams make a flurry. The Padres got to make a flurry of moves at that point. The Cardinals will. Um, if the Dodgers don't win that, the Dodgers are going to be in on maybe Rodon or some pitching. Mm. So we're just kind of waiting for Soto to fall or possibly Otani. Yeah, we're on the verge of some chaos. Yeah, and as we've been talking about, Soto's the big guy. Um, big man on campus that could be traded. And he's he makes a difference on a team um, he, almost immediately. Uh, well, he's the biggest player to get traded. We already talked about since A-Rod. I, don't, I mean, that's... Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard, kind of hard. You know, he's a 20, 23-year-old guy um, and has wicked talent. And he's heating And up. could become a franchise guy, so... And he's just heating up. Yeah. Since July, I think he had 360 or something in July. So he's just getting going on the home run derby. I mean... Yeah, and what's kind of scary almost is that if he's 23, imagine what he could be doing at 27 years old with more years under his belt. Kind of hitting his prime. Yeah, just getting bigger, filling himself out. Yeah. Whatever he wants to do. He's just, he's on the verge of being one of the best players you're ever going to see. And not for nothing, but, you know, the team that's going to get him is giving a haul for him. They're, they're not just going to give him up. Um, so imagine then what the Nationals get. It'll it'll work out and both you ways. you have him under control without even signing him through 2025. Yeah. You don't even have to think about signing him right away. Right. So, so, yeah, and, and I know the report was that the Nationals were going to make an offer, um, one final offer. I don't know if that transpired or if that was just a rumor or, or what happened there. Um, they did offer him good money, but, you know, uh, obviously he wants to be elsewhere, it seems. And, and you can't um, blame him for wanting to be on a contending team. No. The Nationals, I just don't think, are consistent contenders. And not for nothing, if he's not a free agent on, for a few years, that market is only going to go up on him, especially if he bets on himself and he plays well. Um, the, in the best trade markets now. Yeah. The more years under the more years you have control of somebody, the more you get. Yeah. So if you wait till he's a free agent, that's what Soto. You'll get you'll get your money essentially. You'll get your you get your players, but you get them now. You get an extra prospect or two, or two real high prospects instead of one. So this is this is the time. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this is going to go live after all this has has transpired. But we're offering our thoughts to start, you know, and see where everything lands, and then we'll come back the next week with where the dust settles and where we're at. So we'll see already some of these players already play for their teams. So we'll have an idea, at least an initial idea of who, who, who won this day, deal. You know, we'll have an idea of what happens. Yeah. Once it's, you see them in their uniform and you go, okay, this now look at the team, look how they already used them. It gives you a better idea. Go, okay, now we know how they're going to use them instead of being like, ah, I don't know what they do with him. Right. You see it once or twice. You go, okay, I see what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. So we'll come back with more on the trade deadline, but for now that's what's been traded. Some live trades I just gave and, uh, and some predictions. Exactly, so, yeah. on from there, that was our topic of discussion, obviously, with, you know, it being August 1st. It oh, should gosh, be. Yeah. 
let's move on to the wrap-up of the news section and the top of the show, which is who's doing the best right now. So the Yankees own the best record in the league at 69-34, and 34, while the Astros are second in the American League at 67-36. and 36. Uh, Over in the National League, the Dodgers have the best record at 68-33, and 33, while the Mets have the second best record at 64-37. and 37. The Yankees own the best run differential in the league at plus 207, and the Nationals still own the worst at minus 168. So those are your best best teams in the league, and the Nationals, after trading Soto, probably not contributing to that and run differential. Probably Josh Bell getting traded. <laughs> yeah, so, I think that makes um, sense. Yeah, some teams, hot teams, Blue Jays, A's, Mets, Brewers, Cubs, Dodgers have been playing well. Cold teams, the Rays, Red Sox, Marlins, Pirates, Giants, and Rockies. So there's some hot and cold teams I want to throw out there. Yeah. From there, let's move on to the who's hot and who's not player section of the show. So I don't have, uh, for the second week in a row, Judge won the AL Player of the Week. I mean, he's just been on absolute tear with the home runs. The average, I think he was sitting around the 300s, but the... Home runs, obviously, as we talked about before, he's been absolutely destroying the baseball. So, uh, worth mentioning, I don't have him here, but he was the player of the week. And I believe Merrill Kelly was the NL player of the week. I don't have him, obviously, because Frank usually brings the pitchers. So, the five hot players I have for the week, in no particular order, are number one, Francisco Lindor. Batted 556 over the last week with an 889 slug and a 1525 OPS. Um, number two, Brendan Rodgers had a 522 average, a 609 slugging, and 1169 OPS. Uh, number three, Anthony Santander had a 478 average, a 913 slugging, and a 1433 OPS. Mm-hmm. Matt Chapman, who's been absolutely electric yeah. the last like two or three it's weeks, 1600 OPS I think over the last th- uh, three weeks, right? He so for just this week, he had a 471 average, an 1176 slugging, and a 1747 OPS. I think he's about 1600 OPS over his last 17 or 18 days. It's like the dude has just been finally good. really good for him because he's really offensively has not been good. For two um, years. Yeah, for yeah, for, it's actually became really troubling. So uh, he's finally hitting. Good for him. The 1747 OPS for a week is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, and then number five, I have Christian Yelich, who we haven't often seen on this the hot list wow. for a while. Um, he batted 450 over the last week with a 650 slugging and a 1227 OPS. So some unfamiliar names like Matt Chapman and Christian Yelich, but yeah, names that years past would have been on the list. Yeah, a lot. I got I got some of these guys. I have some of the same guys on my my list here. Real quick though, with Yelich, uh, which alarming with him is he isn't a hitter friendly ballpark as we've seen. We won MVP, and um, it's the kind of constant back issues and the lack of power over about three years now. He doesn't hit home runs. I think he has nine this year. That is very, very concerning. I don't know what happened. He has had a better hitting year this year and looks a little bit better at the plate, but his power really is is, is, is sapped, and that's alarming for a guy I think that's 26 or 27 or maybe 28, the oldest. It's just very weird. I don't know what's going on. It could yeah. be that back injury, which is a consistent back injury at his age is, is really – is really not good. Yeah, I mean, look at, uh, you know, I mean, in a lot worse scenario, but look at Trout, yeah. you know. At least he's a little older, but. Yeah. But still, you know, where we are, that's where we're at. So, yep. some guys I want to add to that, Alec Bohm, <clears throat> absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. Alec Bohm's been going absolutely nuts, um, getting hits-wise. You know, power's still not quite there, but he's, like, batting, like, 400 mm-hmm. over his last, like, three weeks. Yeah. You know, something nuts. And Randall Gritchick, who we haven't heard from at all, all year. You know, in Toronto, we seem like he used to be hot and cold. All time, we haven't heard from nothing, but he's been hot over the last week or so out there mm. in Colorado. So that's 
good to see that he's still hanging around um, and playing good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some pitchers, Maricola, obviously, <clears throat> Brady Singer, pitcher well, James mm-hmm. Italian, Carlos Carrasco had a great start. Uh, Tyler Anderson's been great all year. And Emmanuel Clase has been nuts. I think he gave one run since the middle of May. So Jesus. there's some hot pitchers there. Um, and yeah, Emmanuel Clase, I think it's one run since May 20th. No, definitely contributing to that good year for the Guardians. You know? Yeah, he's going absolutely nuts. And a lot of his saves of late have been pretty one, two, three. Mm-hmm. In and out, let's get out of here. Yeah. Not even like fighting around. Just like, okay, 10 pitches, see you later. Yeah, he's got wicked stuff, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and he's got confidence yeah. to do it, which is the big, biggest thing. True. We've seen with Edwin Diaz. All of a sudden, he got some confidence, and you see the Edwin Diaz come back. The best version of Edwin Diaz we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. It's crazy. So from there, let's go to the cold players of the week, the who's not section of the show. So number one, Josh Donaldson, uh, batted 083 over the last week with a 125 slugging and a 208 OPS, just has not performed this year at all. Um, number two, Jared Walsh, 043 average over the last week, and 043 slugging and a 197 OPS. I believe he has underperformed this year as yes. well. well. I mean, it's the Angels, so. Um, number three, J.D. Martinez, 091 average over the last week with a 182 slugging and a 342 OPS. I believe he's had a, a bad month, two months. You know, he's he's had it rough. I don't know if that'll hurt his trade stock, but worth noting. No, he missed a couple games, too, with some injuries, so he could be just kind of fighting yeah, for those still. That's true. That's a good point. Number four, CJ Crone batted 050 over the last week with an 050 slugging and a 100 OPS, so not great from him, who has pretty much uh, all year been pretty steady yeah. with that Rockies team. And number five, Jeremy Pena, the what was the rookie of the year until Julio Rodriguez did his thing, yeah. um, batted 056 over the last week with an 056 slugging and a 199 OPS. So some big names, honestly, on that list yeah. um, for cold players. And I got two more to add. Um, Jorge Polanco. Mm. I struggled a little bit late. And oddly enough, you had Pena on that list, who I also had. Correa. It's been cold. So the guy they essentially let Correa walk for, they kept Pena, the prospect, they're both cold in the same yeah. week. So that's just how it goes, I guess. Yeah. Um, some pitchers that have been struggling. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, Joe Ryan, Garrett Cole. His last two starts, I believe, gave nine runs. Combined those last two starts nice. against being the Orioles and Royals. So it's something to look for. Shane McClanahan, we've seen him kind of get beat up a little bit in the All-Star game. He's been cold of late over his last start or two. Yeah. And Scott Barlow got beat up mostly by the Yankees, but he's given up with some runs here, and he's been red hot all year. Yeah. So there's some pitchers there to take note of who've been struggling. Other than that, you know, we got the injuries section. We always bring it's not too, too bad. But we have Mike Zanino done for the year. Kevin Kiermaier done for the year for the race. Zanino, he's a tough guy, so it's a little surprise to see him done. Kiermaier, that's how it goes every year. Uh, Trevor Story, I believe they said he has a hairline fracture now in his wrist, and he's going to be shut down until about mid-August before he can even start getting going again. So that's oh, wow. whatever the Red Sox had, that's pretty much saps it. Yep. Rodriguez, who Rodriguez, he did get hit by a pitch. We've seen the Mariners retaliate with a pitch up in the Altuve. Yep. If you liked it or not, whatever. But uh, Julio Rodriguez hit by a pitch. He's got a contusion. Thank the good Lord that it's not broken. Mm. Um, we should see him back shortly. Mackenzie Gore, elbow injury. They said it's not serious. Thank you know another one. Thank the Lord there. Yeah, that's not too serious. Uh, we've seen Stanton, Stanton placed on the IL with the Achilles. He's already doing baseball activities. We should see him back pretty shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Trout. He had his back degenerative, whatever they have with the back. He's always going to deal with it. It's some rare disease. They say it shouldn't be too too bad, but something he have to deal with. He's expected to country come back here pretty soon, but he has a back issue that he's probably going to deal with the rest of his life. So oh, that's yeah. how that is. And Ty France, MRI, he's going to be getting an MRI. I think he got an MRI. He's hurt. So the Mariners, all of a sudden, whoever he is, Ty France, your two best players, 
going to be hurt for at least a little while. Yeah. So, um, could be worse news out of these, but, you know, we we could have better news, especially with Trout. We don't really know how that's going to play out, but I think it should be all right. But yeah, news hopefully. could be worse. Um, on the better side of things, Zach Manoa hit by a comebacker in the elbow. He was in pretty serious pain. Next day, he said he felt pretty good. He's going to pitch. That's the idea. He said all of a sudden, next day, he was like, I didn't know how he wake up. He woke up. He said he felt just fine. Just a little bruise. Yeah. So he should be fine. Severino is progressing. He did get placed on the 60-day or switched to the 60-day IL, but he's progressing. Hope is by September he's ready to go. Uh, Kike Hernandez is supposed to be doing rehab here pretty shortly. Uh, Luis Robert was on, a, was on a rehab assignment. He should be coming back soon. Lance McCullers pitching at AAA, so he should be back soon. Kirby Yates is progressing. Mm-hmm. DeGrom is supposed to pitch tomorrow, Tuesday. He's supposed to be back for the Mets. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. He already, again, said he was opting out, so we'll see what happens there. I yeah. just don't feel like DeGrom is going to last long. And any sort of injury, always pull himself out, which is not a bad thing. But with money coming, he's gonna. I just don't see him pitching much. Right. And Mets. <laughs> um, Freddie Peralta back for the Brewers. Yadier Molina is supposed to be back this week for the Cardinals, which is huge. Brian Reynolds was activated from his injury, and he was on NA for the or NA, or you should say paternity leave. He's back from that as well. Uh, Tatis, he got the green light to swing, so hopefully he's back in the next couple of weeks. And Andrew Heaney activated for the Dodgers. So we do have some big names there back or not as hurt as they should have been or going to be back here shortly. So that's injury news. Relatively good. Yeah. Um, I'd say probably one of the more noteworthy ones, Trout, having that problem with his back because, you know, it could be something he's dealing with the rest of his career. We'll see what that plays out because it's, it's going to be a waiting game type thing. Um, he said he's going to be back this year. That remains to be seen because the Angels are so bad. Do they just hold him out and say, well, maybe not? Um, or does he really come back and say, hey, you know, I, I, I can play. You know, I'm good. So we'll see what happens there. But other than that, uh, injury is not too bad, and that's always a good thing. So – um, nothing, you know, really worth overly worrying about, which is always, you know, a good thing there Yeah, for yeah, a lot of teams. Especially with those uh, generation talents. So, and the last thing I got here, I know, oddly enough, we talked about some home runs with Judge early, but uh, the trivia question has nothing to do with home runs. So, yeah. the trivia question from 1980 to 1991, Ricky Henderson led the led the AL in stolen bases each year except for one, 1987. He did not lead the league the league, the AL, American League, and stolen bases. Who beat him that year? It's a good one. And the answer is Harold Reynolds for the Seattle Mariners had 60 stolen bases. He beat Ricky Henderson. So 19 from 1980 to 1991, Ricky Henderson led the American League in stolen bases except for 1987 where Harold Reynolds beat him. So that's your trivia question. I thought it was just... We see Harold Reynolds, MLB Network. We see him around. He's a relatively name people know. Ricky Henderson's obviously the greatest stolen base you know, guy MLB's ever seen. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was unbelievable that he led the league 10 out of 11 years, 1980 to 1991, except for 1987, where he only played 95 games. He, uh, it's just incredible. It's incredible. He broke yeah. the record in those years. Um, but the one year he didn't, you know, he think he still had, we looked up 40 something, 50 stolen bases that year, mm-hmm. which now would lead the league by plenty. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, the one time he didn't, Harold Reynolds did it. So it's, you know, it's, well, I was the one guy that beat Ricky Henderson once. At least, yeah. you know, we don't talk about how we did it. but Feather in his cap, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, I thought that was just pretty cool to see. And we did see some stolen bases kind of coming back a little bit. Yeah, a little so bit more. So I just thought it was, you know, it was pretty cool. Um, talk about we do a lot of home run trivia questions. So I thought, no one talks about stolen base. Why not talk about that? Yeah. Well, you know what it is, too? Especially those years, uh, Ricky Henderson pretty much had it locked up, obviously, except for that year. 
So uh, in those years, it's kind of hard to talk about anyone else except yeah. the greatest of all time to steal bases. And it's funny because 1991, he led the AL still stolen bases, right? He led the national, the whole American, uh, the whole major league some of these years as well. But again, he played all the way to what, 2002, 2003? He was sure, still playing so was like, and he was yeah. still stealing bases. So it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah, he had a long career and... Uh, I just don't think he ever technically retired either, even though they did put him in the Hall of Fame. But wow. I think it was one of those guys that David Wells is where he never technically signed a paper, handed it in, mm-hmm. but he's retired. Yeah, but he's yeah, obviously he's not coming back. Yeah, I wouldn't so think. <laughs> you gave him a chance, he'd, he'd go back, and he'd probably steal 20 bases. Yeah, probably. That's what he does. Yeah, that's true. He's never going to count himself out. No. He was a showman, and he was a very nice guy, but he was <laughs> he could steal some bases, and he was going to tell you about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, he loved it, too. So. Yeah. But he was the best at it. Yeah. If you're the best at it, you could talk a little, a little smack. Yeah, yeah. When, you, when you're you the know, best at something, you could talk a little smack. And you pretty much know your record's not going to be broken. No. So that always helps. <laughs> no. And if someone gets close to it and break it, he'll probably try coming back and stealing some bases. Yeah. Like Mr. 3000, the movie. He'll just come back and start doing things. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. right. But yeah, I mean, for now, that, um, that's all I got with the trade deadline stuff. Nothing really to, you know, keep you know, belaboring the point with, yeah. with the trade. So we're held up um, just as much as a lot of teams are. Yeah. Players. Yeah. So, I mean, we could, we, we'll, who knows? It's, it's eight o'clock now we could stop recording in an hour and Juan Soto's traded. And all of a sudden this episode is, is, uh, already behind the eight ball with Juan Soto. But I mean, you know, that's just, that's just the nature of the beast with the trade deadline. There's, there's going to be last minute moves. Like you, I know you said in previous weeks, like there's going to be a trade at six o'clock that's past the deadline already. And the, the trade came in just a minute before the deadline yeah, somehow. The or Verlander was a minute before, but somehow no one knew about it until four thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Break. So Grant for now, even after that, that year. So it's like, it, it's crazy. The deadline is nuts and it's exciting. And we're going to, we're going to see it all tomorrow when, superstars on the move yeah absolutely so for now that's all i got without going too more into it but next week we'll come back with the final results of everything so yeah yeah look forward to that yeah we're uh we're excited for it um next week should be exciting and um on a, a small note me mike a couple buddies we were heading out west or midwest we're gonna go see the, the cardinals this weekend play the yankees and the royals play the red sox so we're gonna go on our baseball stadium trip for the first time in a couple of years mm-hmm. and um you know, we'll come back. We'll have some some notes to spit about those stadiums in person. So we'll have those little bit of uh, insight on our trip there, and uh, we'll have the, the trade deadline. So we're excited. This is a pretty exciting week for for us as a whole. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, exciting. We get our vacation and uh, get to see some you know some stadiums, especially Bush Stadium, we want to see. So and some um, museums out there, the really Hall of Fame. So uh, just an exciting trip. Yeah, ready to get out there and really see it and uh, see some of these good teams and some new players. Yeah, really. Maybe Juan Soto will be there. So Juan that's Soto, what I'm that's what I'm banking on. And Attendee's gonna be there, just not in the game we thought it was gonna be. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll still see him anyway. So uh but that's again, that's all I got. So on the you know, unless you got anything else you wanna finish up with that's you know, could wrap that's this it. up. That's it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLaprie. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLaprie. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.